Welcome to the F-Boys Dynasty League recap. We are currently in week two of 2021. However, I kind of wanted to make this and go over last week's results and our draft since this is the start of the league. So, first of all, I wanted to do some draft rankings. This comes from a third-party site that I will not mention. But uh, they have their own little formula that creates a score for everyone based on how they drafted and kind of gives us a summary of how everyone did. So they say in first place is BMAG with a perfect score of 100. Second is Bully with a score of 92. Third is Kevin with a score of 92 as well. Fourth is Christian or Gup with a score of 91. Fifth is Vinny with a score of 85, so a little bit of a drop off there. Tied with him in sixth is Air Morgan. One point behind at an 84 is Bus Jibber, or Noah. Uh, one point behind him is Syed at 83. JMag comes in at 9th place at a score of 80. I sit in 10th uh, with a score of 79, tied with Aunch. And coming in last, but certainly not least, with a score of 80, or sorry, 74 is B-Man. So, I mean, I can't say I'm too surprised that uh, BMAG gets a perfect score or top overall with uh, the one slot. I feel like that was pretty stacked. You're going to end up uh, with some pretty good players. Interesting that the last three picks happen to be in the bottom four uh, of the initial draft rankings. And I think we see a trend where if you picked earlier, you were more likely to be towards the top. But I kind of wanted to go in and just look at everyone's teams as well. BMAG obviously went with the uh, pretty much consensus 1-1 and took Christian McCaffrey. He's able to snag Travis Kelsey and then DeAndre Hopkins to make out his top three picks. I think BMAG was able to get some uh, really good mid-round picks. He got uh, Mari Cooper in the fifth round, rookie Jalen Waddle in the sixth, who I'm very high on, James Robinson in the seventh, uh, Michael Pittman in the eighth, and Damian Harris in the ninth. I think those are all going to be turn all turn out to be really good picks. Moving on to Bus Jibber, who had the second overall pick, took Alvin Kamara, Calvin Ridley, and Jamar Chase seems like uh, taking Trevor Lawrence in the fourth means that he's pretty confident that Trevor's going to be his QB for a long time. Uh, Odell in the sixth could be a little questionable for some people, depending on uh, injury history and your opinion of Odell. Overall, I think this draft is okay. I mean, I think it seems to be mid-tier. We'll see, though. He seems to be set up for the future pretty well. I really like uh, Syed's starters. He has Dalvin Cook, A.J. Brown, Josh Allen uh, as his top three picks. And he's got a good mix of youth 
and uh, veteran stars right now. I think he might lack a little depth, but we'll see. There, you can always make up for that with the draft and by trading. So, no issues there. Coming in fourth, I must say uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Kevin's draft. Uh, he started out with Jonathan Taylor, Devontae Adams, George Kittle, which I'm fine with. But then he uh, followed it up with two wide receivers and then a quarterback. So as of right now, it kind of looks like his RB2, or at least the way he drafted, was Ronald Jones, followed by David Johnson potentially. And I think that running back depth may come back to bite him in the future. Air Morgan was uh, able to get a really solid core, especially at running back with the uh, dynamic duo of Derrick Henry and Joe Mixon. I think it's going to be really hard to beat him in that department each and every week. Uh, he's got nice receivers at Godwin with Godwin and McLaurin as well. TJ Hawkinson at tight end. Uh, he's going to be a consistent force in the league to come for quite a few years, I think. Uh, nice young core. Uh, taking Javante Williams in the fourth round, I believe it was, is a little questionable to me, but uh, we'll see how that turns out. I know he's hyped up as a pretty good prospect, but I think that might have just been a little bit early. I think overall, uh, Bully drafting six has to be pretty happy with his draft to stag both Saquon Barkley and Aaron Jones. Uh, and then he took Kyle Pitts in the third round, which, you know, could be a pick we're talking about for a long time. His wide receivers uh, are youthful. Uh, not so much proven, though. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Deontay Johnson or Cortland Sutton right now, but they're both young and, uh, you know, could develop into bona fide everyday starters for his fantasy team, so... Uh, only time will tell with that one. Devontae Smith as a rookie pick could be very interesting as well. If one of those guys don't work out, he could very easily fill the role. Vinny picking seven, I think, had a okay draft. I think this kind of looks mid-tier compared to the, a lot of the other teams. I like the Nick Chubb pick. I like Stephon Diggs. Uh, Josh Jacobs is okay as a running back. I mean, he's going to get volume, which I like, but... You know, he doesn't have the ceiling that some other guys do. Kenny Galladay, Julio Jones are interesting wide receivers. Um, I think that's what Vinny really lacks in this team uh, behind Stephon Diggs and maybe Julio. I don't know that he lacks a uh, solid flex. I think that may be a tough decision to, for him to uh, figure out every week. Anch had a very... Uh, Stereotypical on draft, how I would call it. Uh, he got his guys, uh, mainly David Montgomery and Darnell Mooney, uh, and Justin Fields as well. So, a lot of Bears on this roster. Currently, the Bears are still starting Andy Dalton, and so we'll see if uh, you know how long it takes for it to transition to the Justin Fields Chicago Bears. But if that happens sooner than later, then Anch could uh, definitely be a uh, contender. He's stacked at wide receiver with Tyreek, Keenan Allen, and Robert Woods. He's got pretty good uh, running backs in Antonio Gibson and David Montgomery as well. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I feel like Anch probably going to have a uh, boom or bust week a lot of times, but 
I think he'll put up surprising numbers. I must say, gut picking nine. I'm not the biggest fan of his draft. It's not necessarily uh, the way his team's built. It's a little bit of that. I think he could use a little more running back depth, but it's just a lot of players that I'm personally not high on. Uh, I'm not saying they're good, but guys like Allen Robinson I've never really liked. Chase Claypool, it's hard for me to figure out who's going to get targeted the ball in Pittsburgh right now. He's also got Juju Smith-Schuster to pair along with that. Uh, taking Patrick Mahomes in the first round could with uh, his first pick, you know, it's going to be easy. I can't necessarily fault him for that. But um, I don't know. I think his draft's left a little more to be desired. Then I picked in the 10 slot, and my first picks were Justin Jefferson, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and Kyler Murray. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm really not too happy with my draft. I think picking late, I uh, missed a lot of the opportunity with some of the big players, but I still think I made some questionable decisions, mainly passing up Ezekiel Elliott uh, because there's a chance I could have gotten Justin Jefferson on the turnaround. We'll see. I feel like my team's okay, probably on the uh, bottom end of this year, but I don't know. I, th I think I've got quite a bit of depth, or not sorry, depth, but youth, and I'm hoping that turns out for me. But right now, I'm not too excited about my outlook for this season. As I mentioned, I'm currently recording this in between weeks one and two, and on paper, Justin had a uh, really good draft, I think. Uh, I like a lot of his picks and where they went, but unfortunately, he's been struck by arguably one of the worst injury bugs of all time. He had Travis Etienne go in the third round. Um, just to refresh, his top three picks in this league were Ezekiel Elliott, Najee Harris, and Travis Etienne. So two very youthful backs with bright futures and one that is solidified. He took Lamar at four and got his quarterback. And then wide receivers of Ayuk and Judy. And just in those top six picks, he's already had Etienne and Judy go down. His tight end that he drafted first with Irv Smith, who has also gone down with an injury this year. Um, so we'll see. He's been struck by the injury bug. I think he's kind of down right now, but uh, something I'll mention later might have turned around his outlook on the season. Picking last was Brendan, and he started out his draft with DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, and then he snagged C.D. Lamb and Miles Sanders both on third round. Uh, I like that he got a lot of running back depth. I think that's going to be very useful for him, but his overall team construction kind of confuses me. He's got depth at running back, and then his quarterbacks are um, Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Sam Darnold, guys that aren't really kind of supposed to be QB1s other than Tom Brady this year. So I would assume that he's going to try and pick up a QB maybe in this next year's draft. His wide receivers are kind of established other than CeeDee. Um, who's obviously youthful and got a lot of ways to go. So I'd be interested, too, to see how Michael Thomas, Tyler Lockett kind of play out. Uh, Michael Thomas currently injured for, I think, a good part of the year, about six to eight weeks, I believe. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how he uh, molds his team in the future. 
All right, and now we're going to recap uh, week one of this 2021 season. I went up against JMag, uh, who was injury riddled. And for me, my breakout player was Kyler Murray, putting up about 35 points with uh, four passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. No one on my team went too crazy. It was a relatively low-scoring game for the two of us. Uh, I topped him by 23 points, 95 to 72. And it was kind of just a disappointing week for JMag. The big shocker was that Brandon Ayuk only played special teams this week and did not get a single point. Uh, kind of disappointing for Justin as he was supposed to be his uh, wide receiver one. And then Najee and Zeke both combined for... 10 points, which is not what you're expecting when you get out of your uh, first and second picks. And overall, my guys honestly didn't do too much better. Um, they just put up a little more points, kind of reached, had them where a solid four, no standout performances other than Kyler. Maybe you could say DJ Chark with one long 86-yard game uh, and a touchdown. But it was kind of a battle of the losers. Neither of us put up very many points, and... It'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple weeks. Similar, you know, low-scoring game. Uh, Christian Will topped Brandon Lee by 7 points. Gup had a good game from Patrick Mahomes, putting up 33. Bowie had a uh, respectable game from Dak Prescott, putting up 30. So both of the quarterbacks went off in this one. Uh, Gup won despite Matt Marlon Mack putting up zero points. Gup's running backs were really key, both putting up double digits, whereas the rest of his team wasn't that consistent. Uh, and Bleague just came short if perhaps Aaron Jones or Saquon Barkley could have gotten more than three points each. He uh, probably would have had a chance to win this game. So, you know, I would almost call this game an upset on the week. In the highest scoring game of the week, we had BMAG taking on Anch. BMAG won by 11 points, and the score was 140 to 129. So high scoring, just about everyone went off um, for each player. The disappointments on each team were James Robinson and Michael Pittman for BMAG combining 10. And uh, the biggest disappointment for Anch was Russell Gage, who put up zero. Big standouts for Anch would include 30 points games from Jameis Winston and Tyreek Hill. Whereas Gup had just a lot of, uh, or a big team effort with multiple people putting up 20-digit plus games. And Amari Cooper going uh, with a big 32 on the week. And what I believe to be our closest game of the week, Syed uh, beat B-Man by five points. B-Man kind of uh, shattered his projection by 20 points. So, um, you know, Sleeper didn't have the uh, projections on that one, but for Syed, they actually had uh, very well. They were within one point. Tom Brady went off for a uh, solid 30 points for B-Man. Uh, DeAndre Swift had a big, and CD had a big week. Uh, 
Tyler Lockett as well for B-Man. But um, looks like B-Man probably wasn't able to uh, check his phone for the day of the game because Trey Sermon was a uh, healthy scratch in kind of a surprising manner. And looks like B-Man didn't get that notification and started Sermon, who finished with zero points. Meanwhile, Syed had a big game from Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen, uh, who both put up 20 points, but then he was just overall pretty consistent. Everybody except for his tight end put up uh, double-digit numbers, so good week for Syed. In our next game of the week, Kevin took on Vinny. Uh, Meanwhile, I'd like to point out that Kevin has still not uh, updated his team or chosen or updated his rosters. Biggest disappointment probably of the week uh, goes to Vinny with Aaron Rodgers, who put up 3.3 points. Um, Aaron Rodgers is generally considered a top six consensus uh, QB, and those are not the numbers you expect to get from him. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, Kevin's Russell Wilson put up 27, and that was the difference, where there was a 22-point spread between the teams, Kevin finishing with 99 and Vinny finishing with uh, 75, 24-point difference, and 24-point difference with the quarterbacks as well. No real breakout players from Kevin other than uh, Russell Wilson, whereas Vinny had Nick Chubb as well. Oh, I take that back. Um, even though he didn't set his lineup, Gronk with a immaculate 25 points on Thursday night football against the Cowboys was really interesting to watch. And I guess that's what you could say kind of kept Kevin in the game. One of those, um, either him or uh, Russell Wilson got him the win. And now the last game of the week. Features our second highest score of Air Morgan. He went up against Bus Jibber, who had a score of 107 on the week, whereas Air Morgan had a score of 135. Both teams arguably had okay, maybe disappointing weeks from their quarterback. Noah started Trevor Lawrence, whereas Air Morgan started Ryan Tannehill, and they both finished under 22 points. Air Morgan had uh, four players, not including his quarterback, because he had 17, have more than 20 points a game, and I think that's what uh, really set him off. Noah had a pretty decent week as well with Darren Waller getting 20 points and uh, Antonio Brown getting 20 points as well, Um, but it just wasn't enough. Quite interesting, too, to see uh, two 20-point tight end games, or, uh, yeah, tw- two 20-point tight end games going up against each other. Um, very interesting. So that concludes the Week 1 recap. And now we have a very, very interesting trade to talk about. Uh, this one's going to have ramifications for years to come. We had a trade between Justin Magrum and Noah Campbell, where Team Magrum acquired Calvin Ridley, and Team Noah acquired Matthew Stafford and Philip Lindsay. Now I've kind of gone off in the group me or the uh, sleeper chat about how much I dislike this trade for Team Noah, uh, but he seems really set on the idea that Matthew Stafford is going to be a top one 
through three quarterback this year. He's said multiple times he's going to have thinks that Stafford is going to have a MVP caliber season. So we'll see. But Calvin Ridley being as young as he is, even though he's was a uh, older prospect coming out in his draft class, um, I just don't quite understand it. I don't think Philip Lindsay gives you anything. I think he's just a roster position to hold in case someone gets hurt. He doesn't seem like he's going to be used all that much in the Texans offense, who are currently one of the worst teams in the league right now, too. So I don't know. I think this trade easily favors uh, Team Justin, who had quite a few wide receiver concerns with Judy going down and Ayuk not starting this week. All right, now I want to look ahead to week two. We uh, will start with my game against Air Morgan. Currently, I am projected to lose by about six points. Um, if we're going to look at potential breakout players, I think Kyler Murray against Minnesota has a good chance to do well for me. And if I think I win this week, I think it's going to be, be because of Melvin Gordon going up against the Jacksonville defense. Uh, they surrendered a pretty bad loss to the Houston Texans last week where Melvin Ingram did pretty well on the ground against them, and so I'm hoping for more of the same uh, from Melvin Gordon. And looking at Air Morgan's team, Chris Godwin I think is going to be the easy standout going against a really bad Atlanta secondary. Uh, I think he's just going to do well and torch that team. The only question is if Tom Brady throws him the ball, Antonio Brown, Gronk, Mike Evans, where that's going. So probably a boom or bust week. As a honorable mention, I want to throw out, to throw out Jacoby Myers going against the Jets secondary. That's not very good either. Uh, we could see Mac Jones, what he has to do this week against a uh, defense that isn't quite like the Dolphins that he faced last week. Moving on, we have BMAG projected to be to beat Blee by 9-10 points. If I had to choose a standout player for BMAG, uh, again, I would say look at Justin Herbert going up against the Dallas secondary that Tom Brady just torched last weekend. Um, I can imagine that Justin Herbert's going to have a fairly good week. And secondly, I would probably say uh, Damian Harris for the Pats. I think the Pats are probably going to beat up on the Jets this weekend, and it'll probably be a combination of both over the air and on the ground. Questions are arising if uh, Bill Belichick's going to turn his back on Harris after Harris fumbled a crucial drive in uh, week one. But we'll see. It looks like BMAG's going to avoid the risk and go ahead and start him. If uh, Blee's going to win this week, I think Aaron Jones is going to play a big part in it. Uh, he's going up against Detroit, who the 49ers torched last weekend. Um, really weird high-scoring game where Detroit kind of kept calling back towards the end, but it was never really close. Uh, we just saw Elijah Mitchell go off for quite a few uh, fantasy points last weekend after Roheem Mostert went down against that defense, so... I'd expect Aaron Jones to uh, play a big role. Our third game of the week has Gup losing to Anch by about seven points. 
If I had to choose a standout player for Anch the winner, I would probably say Antonio Gibson against the Giants. Um, not to slander Noah's team here too much, but uh, we just saw Melvin Gordon do pretty good last week with a uh, about 100 yards, I believe it was, uh, and a touchdown. So I could see Antonio Gibson breaking a big play just like Gordon did um, and having a very good week. I would also say a sleeper pick would be Keenan Allen versus Dallas. I think uh, he's just going to be a PPR monster, and he's going to do um, disgusting things to that Dallas defense. If Gup decides to come in and edit his players and set his lineup, um, Austin Eckler probably is going to have a bounce-back week against Dallas. Um, they used him as a running back. I say running back, but not as a pass caster, which he has been the last few years, so it'll be interesting to see what they do this game, if they stick to that script or not. Kareem Hunt could have a really big game against Houston. Um, probably if he is a touchdown vulture from Nick Chubb this week, I could definitely see uh, Gup going on top of Lunch. And we're just going to ignore that... Uh, questionable phrasing of uh, those last few words about that matchup. Anyways, Syed is projected to be Kevin this week by about 10 points. Again, this could change if Kevin decides to come in and set his lineup. But um, even then, putting up 110 with not necessarily all the players you want to start is kind of a respectable number from Kevin. I don't know that Syed necessarily has a uh, breakout player this week. Uh, even though he's projected to beat, up, beat out Kevin, I think everyone's just in for a decent matchup. Uh, I would say maybe look to uh, see if Dalvin Cook can continue his uh, big week from last week. And Chris Carson against the Tennessee defense. Tennessee defense looks very shaky and just kind of weird last week. So uh, if he has big games from those two, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes it. Kevin, the uh, big player, is obviously Devontae Adams against Detroit. Um, you know, just as long as they don't just run completely all over the Lions, as long as they throw it a little bit, which I totally expect Aaron Rodgers to, uh, after he had the game he did last week with three points, I think he wants to come out, make a statement, show that he's still Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and then kind of like I mentioned with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans going up against Atlanta could be a big play, too. I mean, Kevin's also got Gronk, so he's got quite a bit of that Buccaneers offense. He's also starting Ronald Jones, so um, we'll see. He's very high, or at least the way his team set up is very high on uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Falcons, which they probably should be. Um, I'll be interesting to see if that tactic works out, if Kevin decides to change his lineup or not, or if he doesn't see uh, how bad the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can beat up on the Falcons and what that looks like on a fantasy sheet. Alright, and then we have a matchup of 0-1 losers against each other. We have B-Man versus Vinny. Um, it'll be interesting to see whose QB does better. I think that's what's kind of going to decide this matchup. We have Tom Brady, previously mentioned, going up against Atlanta, and Aaron Rodgers against Detroit. So, I think that's going to be something to watch because those are most likely going to be big numbers or if their teams decide to keep it on the ground, 
Um, it may be the difference between the teams. I also expect uh, Vinny to have a uh, really good game with Nick Chubb against Houston. Again, Kareem Hunt, you never quite know what's going to happen. Um, but I still think Vinny's going to be in for a pretty good game. And I don't know, B-Man's looking a little thin on the depth chart right now around his uh, two flex positions. I like, well, I don't know if I like Vinny's a lot more. Henry Ruggs is kind of a polarizing figure right now. Chenault on not too high on. KJ Hamler might have a breakout game with uh, Jerry Judy going down, so we'll see. Look out for Kenny Galladay to have an impact on the Thursday night game this week. And then finally with our last but closest projected game of the week, we have uh, Bus Jibber and JMag with Bus Jibber projected to win by 1.7 points. These uh, better rivals had a bet last week with the Giants and the Broncos, their respective teams. Whoever's uh, team lost the game, the other would have to order a jersey of the opposing quarterback from uh, DH Gate. So the Broncos took that one, and I am looking forward to seeing Noah in a Drew Glock or Teddy Bridgewater jersey. Anyways, when we look at the game, Lamar Jackson could be a factor if uh, his Kansas City game ends up being a shootout, which I could imagine it would be. Uh, the Ravens' defense looks a little suspect after losing to the Raiders in Monday Night Football Week, week 1. Uh, I'd expect Justin to have a bounce-back game from Najee Harris, too, going up against the Raiders. Um, let's see, standout player for Noah could be Jamar Chase. He's only projected 11, but I would imagine that he has a pretty good week going up against Chicago. Um, that pass rush means that they're going to have to throw the ball fast, and so it could be a lot of targets for uh, Chase. Also to look out for, Noah has DeAndre Slayton going up against Washington on Thursday night, if you're interested in watching the Thursday night games. And then in his flex, he has Antonia Brown, which boomer bust uh, against Atlanta, just like all those guys. Key factor here could be the tight end matchups. Looks like Justin might be going with Dawson Knox this week, who actually had a uh, pretty decent game last week with a good amount of targets for a tight end. But obviously, Darren Waller, I believe it had 19 targets or something like that in the Monday night football game, so if he's going to get that, then a tight end could be the difference for Noah in this matchup. All right, and that uh, concludes all I have for this week. If uh, someone wants to come on and join me next week, that would be great. Um, we'll go ahead and probably recap uh, this week, look ahead, maybe make some projections, go through, uh, you know, league MVP, maybe just talk about the regular season. We'll see. So I think that's all uh, I have. Let me know if there's anything else you might want to see featured, and uh, I'll see you on the next one.